Well, it's that time of the week and the morning to uh, bring Dr. Andrew Corbett to the airways with the, the regular Wednesday morning discussion. Good morning, Andrew. And good morning to you, Cameron. Great to be with you again. Indeed. We've got a little bit of sun peeking out there now, which is <laughs> nice to see. Just a little bit, not it much. Is, it is a little bit. Now, today I'm uh, liking your subject today because um, sometimes pressure can be very hard to handle. It can, and don't we all face it at some mm. point? In fact, it's one of those things that, again, surprises people when they are experiencing a lot of pressure. Uh, Cameron, I was try- on the way up, I was trying to think of the name of the Melbourne football club coach, Mark Neal. Neal, yes. Mark Neal, yeah. is that right? It's not funny. Yeah, I don't yeah. Know anyway, anyway I, uh, I, you know, I've been thinking about the Melbourne football club, not because I'm a supporter of the Melbourne football club. But, but I you think aren't. I, I, cl- long, I, I clearly am not a supporter <laughs> of the Melbourne football club. Uh, my team's at the other the exact opposite mm. end of the ladder to... We're well, not quite on top, are they? Uh, Geelong's on top. on top at the moment, yeah. Oh, Hawthorne had were... a bye. So, oh, that's right. So yeah. Geelong is on top by a game. Yeah, but they probably and, won't be by the end of the week anyway. Well, who knows? <laughs> who knows? But anyway, Melbourne is not qu- actually not quite bottom either. I think they're second from the yeah, bottom. Yeah, Greater Western Sydney's the bottom. But the... Yeah. the the point is, this is a club, one of the oldest clubs in the AFL. It's got a rich heritage, and they're. You know, now I don't know Mark Neal, I, um, but I feel for him greatly, mm. and I, I just think, you know, because part of my makeup is that I look at um, part of my makeup in being involved in crisis management and things like that, and and I look at what the demons are facing, which is a horrible name for a football club. But, yes, but I look at what they're facing. And, you know, my mind begins to think, okay, how would, if I was there, how would I solve this? And I know others, and I heard yesterday Jeff Kennett is perhaps looking at getting involved in the Melbourne Football Club to try and help them out as well. But it, it, it struck me that this, this fellow, the coach, Mark Neal, must be under phenomenal pressure. Oh, yeah. Must be under phenomenal yeah, pressure. Absolutely. And I don't know how he handles that, but. But it did it did make me think also that there is that, that there are some people who seem to be able to handle pressure. They seem to be able to take things in their stride and not get overly ruffled. And there are some people where just even the slightest amount of pressure ruffles them. They they get off centre. They get out of balance. They 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 are irritated they're angry they're aggressive and 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 i guess we we've seen people and perhaps we are those people where the 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 pressure that we face just derails us it it just it just so upsets us that we almost shut down okay i actually think there's some some things that we can do that will help us to handle pressure but Firstly, the most natural reaction, Cameron, the most natural response to pressure is negative. We, yeah. the, 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 I don't know of anybody that says, bring it on. <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I just don't know of anybody that would reasonably say, I eat pressure for breakfast. You know, it's, it's just not, it's not a natural thing. Now, having said that, there are some people that it just appears that they, they are able to put themselves in situations of intense pressure where they, they seem to flourish. Now, 
there's some I think some lessons we can learn from people like that both positive and negative but one of the things we need to understand Cameron is that 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 response that negative response to pressure you know we we if you think about what pressure is and what it does it it puts deadlines on us mm. it puts expectations on us it it puts uh, requirements of achievement on us that we might feel are unfair or inappropriate and th- this is what we would call pressure but here's while an, an, our natural reaction is you know I just wish I could crawl up on the couch put blankie over my head and it'll all go away mm. you know as a negative response to pressure the reality is Cameron we will all face pressure we will all face it. Pressure will come. It will come. It's one of those inevitable things. And so having said that, this is why I guess it surprises me that we know it's inevitable. We know, we all know that pressure is inevitable. And yet, we we do very little to train ourselves to handle it. Mm. We do very little to prepare for pressure. Now, Here's, here's a little, I think, truism. That is, it's just a little saying that while, you know, we, we can't go to the bank on it, I, th- I think it's relatively true. Here, here it is. You, you are only as big as the problems you face. You, you are only as big as the problems you face. The problems, the problems that you and I have to solve, Cameron, will determine how big a person we are. Now, this is why I think it's really important for parents to increasingly let their children face pressure situations, face problems. I see parents who are always coming to the aid of their preschoolers. Um, Mummy, I can't put this puzzle together, or Mummy, I can't tidy up, come and help, or whatever. Now, the child's feeling pressure, and if the parent continually comes to the aid of their child, that child is not going to experience healthy pressure that will enable them to solve relatively small problems. Now, for a child, perhaps solving a six-piece jigsaw when they're three or four years of age is a lot of pressure. Yeah. But it shouldn't be for a 12-year-old. No. And in fact, learning to tidy your room when you're three may be a bit of pressure, but learning to tidy your room when you're... 35. 35. <laughs> I was going to say 33, but then I thought, no, hang on, I think he's a bit older than that. When you're 35, shouldn't no. shouldn't be the, right. the, 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 the pressure that, that breaks you throughout the day. Hmm. Uh, and it, it's, it's in learning to handle those small pressures, those small pressure hmm. situations that we can grow into people that can handle far greater pressure. So here's, here's one of the things about pressure. Pressure is often seen as a weight. It's often seen as something that bears down on us. It's, it, it squashes us. It's that pressure of expectation, responsibility, deadline, and standard of performance that we're, that we're trying to meet. Mm. But pressure also does something that's, the I would think, the exact opposite of that picture. It stretches us. You actually have to stretch to handle pressure. Yeah. And and here's an interesting thing Cameron when when your mind your your soul your capacity your character is stretched 
a character that's been stretched to handle something that was at the limit of where you were at, you, you stretch, you have to be stretched, and you feel like at times because of the pressure you're going to snap. But a character that's been stretched never returns to its original shape. In other words, pressure can shape our character so that the the next pressure point, the next item of pressure that comes along, we are in a, a far better capacity to be able to handle it. I mean, if you think about people, for example, Winston Churchill during the Second World War, the, the enormous pressure that he was under and how he grew into mm, the leader yeah. that was able to deal with that pressure. Now, I know there's a whole generation that are going, Winston, who? And, and I can't immediately think of a, a modern-day example of somebody who's risen up to handle pressure because we, we live in a, a world where we don't highly value leadership. No. We, we value popularity and cult personality status. Yes. Yes. So we tend to uh, get rid of our leaders fairly quickly rather than value leadership. But that, that, that's mm-hmm. another issue. Cameron, let, let's go to a music break. As we do, I've brought in a gift from All Signs. Now, All Signs, Mick Dadson out at All Signs, uh, has given us a travel mug. This is a Way FM travel mug. Mm. It's uh, got our our beautiful uh, Way FM princess on there, and it's got news on the hour, best of hit music, inspirational tips for living well. These are the three things that make Way FM unique. One hundred five point three Way FM. Look, if you're a part of the Way FM family, if you're a supporter of Way FM, if you lo- enjoy listening to Way FM, and you want to, you know drink your coffee <laughs> in a way <laughs> FM travel do, yes. mug, then why don't, while we play this song, Cameron, why not be the first caller at 63340100, and this beautiful travel mug, way FM travel mug, will be yours with our, with our compliments and also the compliments of Mick Dadson out at All Signs, uh, who's, <coughs> who's done this for us. So 63340100, when we go to this song, and this travel mug will be yours. Excellent. Yep, two call in, and there's uh, somebody calling in now. So let's go to this song. Well, in finding a song that uh, relates to our topic this morning, that it would have to be the, the most obvious candidate. Take the pressure down there from John Farnham. I thought of playing a Billy Joel song called Pressure, but um, I think the John Farnham song is a little bit more positive, actually. So there we go. Pressure down there from John Farnham. We're talking about how to handle pressure this morning with uh, Dr. Andrew Corbett. And, um, yeah, let's look, it, it, the, the, it's a great point that you made that it's amazing that it's a natural uh, reaction to pressure is that we just go to negative, don't we? Yeah, we do. It's like, get me out of here. You know, I wish I was lying on some beach on a tropical island somewhere. <laughs> you know? Yes, I've always said that. Yeah, and it, it is a natural reaction, but, you know, it's a part of life. And, I, you know, that, that little truism I gave before, you're as big as the problems that you handle – and for some people, the, the problems that they, that they have always found troubling are relatively small. And I think it's, if I can say this very pastorally, very gently, I think it's time to grow up. And I think there are, there are some people that, that, that need to recognize what you think is a, an insurmountable problem, is, uh, is something that, that you, you have the capacity to handle if if you would learn how to. And mm-hmm. I want to give some advice on 
how to handle pressure, some of the things that you, that you can do. Now, again, someone might think, well, that, that's easy for you, Andrew. You, you know, you've got a really comfortable life. You've got no problems. You've, you, you, you've never faced a challenge in your life. You've got no pressure. It's easy for you to talk about handling pressure when you don't actually have any. Well, this is real. I think this is an interesting assessment. We sometimes listen to people who say, look, this is how you handle pressure and think, well, what would they know? And a, a part of it is you just you, you actually, firstly, it, it, if, what the, if what a person is telling you, if the content of what they're saying is true, th- that, that stands on its own. In other words, it, it, we see this all the time in the public arena where, where rather than what a person has said or the content of what someone has said, the person themselves is brought under scrutiny. But, but there is another side to it. Sometimes I've heard people talk about things and you think, yeah, okay, that, that was nice, that was okay. Then you actually hear this story and you think, oh, okay, now that puts it in a completely different light. And I think over the last couple of years, you know, I've let little things out, I've shared little things about some of the challenges that I've had to face over the years and some of the phenomenal challenges that, that I've had. And, and I guess... Uh, rather than go into some of those right now, I, I I think I would say, for those that have come to know me and those that that, that uh, follow my blog and perhaps uh, look at what what goes out on Facebook, you, you'll recognise that for me this is a topic that's extremely close to home. Mm-hmm. This is something that I I live, I breathe, I I have to live what I'm what I'm about to tell you and what I'm telling you now about pressure is for me not just some nice theory. It's not something that I got out of a you know a book. In fact, I, mm-hmm. I haven't got this out of any book. These are the things that I've had to figure out along the way. And it's, it's interesting that I, I think uh, we, we can actually grow when we learn and we can accelerate our learning when, when we position ourselves to receive input from other people. And... Having said that, let me just move on a, a, a couple of things into this. So we, we will all face pressure. Now, here's the point. Be- even though, and I'm going to use a nice little negative positive thing here, Cameron, we all feel that pressure is negative. We all feel that. We, we all have this natural pushback to pressure. Don't hassle me now. I don't want to do this now. I just... I don't want to do it. Now, Cameron, when the the military forces want to see who in the military are going to be their elite soldiers, they run special programs. And one the, the core central thing they do in these military programs is they put soldiers who think they are elite, they will put them through inordinate pressure, in, in just phenomenal pressure. Now, that looks like sleep deprivation. Now, Cameron, you get up pretty early. What time do you get up normally? Six o'clock. Six o'clock. Okay, you don't get up that early. So there are people who get up, for example, farmers, dairy farmers. They have to get up at four o'clock. Bakers. 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 get up at three or something. Bakers. Goodness me. Bakers have to get up at three. At least they they finish by about lunchtime or so. But there are some people who, you know, in the military... If you can think in terms of whatever pressure you, you are under right now, and you yeah, might yeah, be under yeah. 
you know, there, there are people listening to us right now that are under financial pressure. They are wringing their hands. They are wondering, how on earth am I going to pay my hydro bill, my phone bill, my mortgage, my rent, my grocery bill? How am I going to clear my credit card? I mean, for some people, their life goal has be, has become, you know, to clear their credit card. And mm. you hear some horror stories. Now, all of these things are sources of pressure. There are some people who haven't got a job who are listening to us right now, and they want a job, and they've been out of work for maybe over a year. There's a lot of pressure mm. on that person, especially mm. if that person is a dad, a husband, yeah. expected to be some kind of provider. So here's, here's this, this truism again. Although we all have a negative reaction to pressure, pressure has a positive effect on us when we learn how to handle it. Mm. In fact, Cameron, we cannot reach our full potential as human beings unless we are under pressure. Pressure is one of those things that will bring a person closer to realizing their full potential. Now, we, we often think of crises as major negatives in our lives. And I've discovered that a, a crisis does not make a person. A crisis reveals a person. Mm -hmm. There are some people who, when everything's going well, they behave in a certain way. They have certain values. But when pressure comes on them, inordinate pressure for them, suddenly they become who they really are. It's very easy to look nice and appear to be nice, appear to be sweet, appear to be generous when everything's going well. Yeah. But what about when the pressure hits, when the pressure starts? Because that's not what makes you who you are. That's what reveals who you are. So again, we need to learn to handle those little pressure moments, those little pressure factors, those little things like a, a parent with a child coming up saying, you know, Daddy, read this. I wrote this today at school. Read this. And, and Dad's trying to finish off an email that's got to go to a client or whatever. Or Dad, Dad, come on, look at this. And the dad just snaps. Would you shut up? Would mm. you put that down? Stop shoving that in my face. And the child takes that and turns around and walks off. And now that child's under pressure. And mm. But the dad has has done something that in what was relatively a, a, a low-pressure situation because it's it's a, a very simple thing to say, yeah, I'd love to have a look at that. Just pop that there. I'll just finish this off and I'll have a look at this. And that's one of the secrets to handling pressure. You make your problems take a number. Mm. You know, the experience, you go to the deli, there's a lot of people at the deli yes. and they say uh, number um, 42 or whatever and you think, oh, whoops, I need to get, an, I need to get a ticket, yes. I need to get a number. Well, people who've learned to handle pressure, even little pressure items, you know, you can imagine you got, um, and this, this happens to me a lot, this is a bit of my life, you know, I, I will speak somewhere and I'll have maybe 12 people that, that want to speak to me after I've, I've spoken somewhere. And you've got 12 people gathered around. Now, I've got, I've got to manage that somehow, and I, I don't manage it all together 
perfectly. But I do have to be able to say, look, you know, um, I'm going to have to keep moving. So thanks for that. But if you want to talk more, make an appointment. Come, come in and see me through yeah. the week and let's let's deal with that. I've got to get to this person now. And you actually, you're actually, you know, putting numbers on people in, in, yeah. in one respect. Well, that's what you kind of got to do with problems. Cameron, let's come back yeah. after the break and let's let's unpack this, how to handle pressure. Okay, news time on YFM. It's nine o'clock. Top of the morning to you on this Wednesday, the 12th of June, 2013. It's 9.05 and we're in discussion once again with Dr. Andrew Corbett today talking about handling pressure. And I love the fact that you're doing these discussion, this uh, discussion today, uh, Andrew, because I think a lot of us, I'll put myself in this, it's, it's almost like you feel when you get under pressure and you really don't know what to do, you feel like you're trapped in a... In, in in darkness yeah you know well this is uh, yeah that that is actually one of the points that we're coming up cameron mm, that yeah. that being under pressure changes the way you see things yes it affects the way you see things in fact this is what i've noticed in talking particularly with young people who haven't had a whole lot of experience yet in dealing with pressure when under pressure they begin to see things differently and it's a distorted vision for example uh, someone who has some experience in dealing with pressure situations will see what is overwhelming someone and think, what's actually the problem here? All you have to do is one, two, three. And yet, and that may be true. In, in fact, it almost certainly is true. But for the young person, the younger person, the inexperienced person, and that doesn't necessarily mean young in years, that may mean that this is somebody who has never really learned how to handle one of these situations of life and pressure is a, is a life skill that you need to be able to handle for them they don't see one two three they see one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirty forty fifty six yes. seven eight nine or twenty yeah forty seven they they just it they in other words pressure blurs your vision mm. i i'm currently reading the um, autobiography by Andre Agassi, open, and and he says that there were times when he was under so much pressure, he literally saw his opponent as three people on the other side wow. of the court. Yeah, he, his vision was literally, literally blurred. He he was under so much pressure, he would see three tennis balls coming at him, and he had to make a decision: I'm going to hit the middle one. And it, as it turned out, that was that was the one. And I thought, now that that's a very interesting observation that he can make because i've noticed this with young people they they may be facing just one two three situations where you know there might literally be just three things they need to be doing and yet they're they're so overwhelmed by the pressure because they haven't stretched they haven't they haven't simplified and this is this is the first thing you've got to do you've got to simplify because you can't do everything at once, and sometimes mm-hmm. it feels like pressure wants you to. It feels like pressure is demanding that you give it your attention in in forty seven different directions, and you can't do it. And that's what that's why I said just before into news, you've got to make your problems stand in line and take mm-hmm. a number, mm-hmm. take a number and stand in line. And if you can figure out, uh, you know, you might see forty seven things that need to happen. Well, figure out who are the big three because you'll probably find that that behind those three, there's you know thirteen or fourteen of your problems 
that will take care of themselves mm. behind each one. Mm. In other words, if if you can figure out, okay, first things first, what do I have to do here? One, two, three, just three, just deal with three and deal with the first one first. You take your problems, get them to stand in line and take a number. All right. Mm. So simplify. All right. So when when you simplify things, you you're going to recognize that problem number what you consider to be problem number forty seven is not a priority compared to problem number one. Yeah, that's okay. Sense. So yeah. that that might mean that for you, um, your your problem might might be. Um, I'm I'm trying to think of a practical example here. That um, that y- you haven't got you haven't got any money, so you don't know what you're going to eat tonight. And then, as you think about that, you, your mind wanders, and you, you you begin to think, well, all of these financial problems begin to mount up, and you begin to, your mind races. So here's so having said, okay, you you've got to recognise that there's not 47 problems there. There's there's really three big problems mm. here, three things mm. you've got to face. What's the first thing you've got to face? Well, right now, you, you've probably got an immediate issue of, you know, food on the table tonight for your family. Okay, how can you solve that? And here's, here's something that those who've learned to handle pressure have grown to understand. They've been stretched so that they understand this. You always, note this, you always have options Mm. the pressure for an inexperienced person always presents itself as giving that person little to no options but you always have options now this is what i've discovered cameron from particularly young people or inexperienced people who haven't experienced a whole lot of life and they're facing problems they're facing pressure Mm. Mm. this is what i've heard them say I can't believe how bad things are right now. My life could not get any worse. Now, Cameron, whenever I hear someone say, my life could not get any worse, <laughs> I just have to think, you lack imagination. You you totally do not have the imagination that I have because if you think if this is your life at, at worse, my imagination says, no. You could have had somebody come around the corner with a chainsaw and hacked you to pieces, and you could be like, you know, my mind races. I'm thinking, no, this is not the worst mm. your life could be. In fact, you know, we've talked about this before, that, that when you're under this kind of pressure, it's very difficult to be thankful for what you've got. But you, but that's a different point. My point yeah. right here is, yeah. no, you've got options. You've got options. In fact... Wealth and power is not measured by by your bank balance. It's measured by the number and the type of options you have. See, Cameron, what if you were you know, you, you destitute, broke? Do you reckon? Do you reckon you could find a meal tonight? Well, it'd be a struggle, but yeah, possibly. What might your options be to find a meal tonight? Give me two. Um, go to the city mission. Yep, that that was that was probably the first one I was thinking actually. <laughs> you know, and and um, hello to Brian Roach who yes. you know is a partner we'll of YFM. Yep. Uh, listening yesterday to the great work that mm-hmm. um, City Mission are doing. Mm. Uh, yep, absolutely. There's an option now. The yep. fact that you could even think of an option no. 
means that, okay, we can solve this problem because there's an option. Mm. But we could probably come up with other options like, you know, drop around to a friend's place and say, look, I, I, I wouldn't normally do this, but is there a chance, you know, I haven't eaten for for 45 minutes. Is there a chance I could have a meal with you or something? Or, you know, whatever. Yeah. There's, there's options yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. There's options. So options is is one of those things that gives people a way out. It gives people a way out of whatever the pressure, pressure situation that they're, that they're facing. Yes. All right. So when we understand that when you're dealing with pressure, you've got to, you've got to simplify just what's... Don't worry about all 47 things right now. We're not trying to solve 47 no, problems. No, no. We're trying to solve one problem. What's the one problem? And then the, the next thing that I think you need to do is to distinguish between the urgent and the important. If you are forever a slave to the urgent, you will forever be under pressure and not on top of pressure. And living your life continually under pressure is a horrible, is a, it's a horrible address. Mm. We, we need people who learn how to get from under pressure on top of it, get on top of it. And the only way you can do that is to distinguish between urgent mm. and important. And I'll tell you now, Cameron, just before we go to a song, important rarely demands your attention. Urgent always does. But if you can learn to continually work at the important, work at the important, those important things, those things that mean you're going to look after your sleep pattern. While you've got money, you're saving money. While you've got good health, you're doing certain things to maintain your good health. These are important things. They're not urgent things. When you've got relationships that you, you, know, that you could be neglecting, you're developing those relationships. Not urgent but very important. Mm. So Cameron, let's come back after a song. Let's come down the home stretch and let's see if we can give uh, uh, just a handful of tips on how to handle pressure. Sounds good to me. Let's get into a song that is very encouraging as far as I'm concerned. It's Michael Tate, who of course was a former lead, uh, former vocalist with the group DC Talk, now lead singer with the Newsboys. This was uh, with his group Tate. This is called All You've Got. Michael Tate there with one of his uh, solo projects there. Give it all you've got. Don't you let go. Great words of wisdom there from him in the song. And uh, we're uh, sort of uh, in the final stages of our uh, Words of Wisdom Wednesday morning discussion with Dr. Andrew Corbett on uh, how to handle pressure. Yeah, so Cameron, we've we've talked about, you know, just get your problems to take a number, get in line. We've mm-hmm. We've talked about how... Pressure, while our most natural response is negative, pressure itself is actually positive. You can't develop as a human being unless you learn to handle pressure. And we will all face pressure. There will be deadlines. There will be crises. There will be decisions that you have to make that mean you won't always make the best one. All right, here's – I'm going to fire just some things out. And if if I go too fast, then people can come back to – our download section at wayfm.org.au and download this entire um, mp3 a bit later uh, today but here here we go firstly we've we've mentioned that you know this is this is the mindset you've got to have for pressure okay i've I've got this problem don't run away from it don't let's let's begin to deal with it it's it it is it, it will have a physical effect on you it 
your heart rate goes up, you, you know, you might feel headache, you, you might struggle to sleep. All of these things, they're normal. That's the yeah. first thing. You, you just need to know this is a normal physiological reaction. You don't need pills. You don't need medication. You don't need another shot of whiskey or a shot of whatever. It's just don't no, do it. It's no. just normal. I've heard people say, I just need something to steady my nerves. No, you don't. You, you don't need that. You don't need to go there. So when when you're dealing with pressure, this is it's important that you have this this important mindset that you understand that this is this is not the end. It's not going to overwhelm me. I can deal with this if I if I can deal with first things first all right so we have this different mindset now here's the here's what's going to happen not only will there be a physiological impact on you under pressure but there'll also be a mental impact you will begin to have your mind race your your mind will wander your mind will will want to uh, dwell on all kinds of things that aren't necessarily going to be helpful and this is something you need to know when you're under pressure you have control over what you think now this is a radical concept cameron because there's a a whole bunch of people there's there's a there's a whole tidal almost tsunami wave in culture that says you know we are slave to slaves to our dna we're slaves to destiny we're slaves to our physiology that determines our thinking our thoughts are simply chemical processes that we have no control or say over and i say to that bunk absolute rubbish and i know i'm a salmon swimming upstream here but i say that is just rubbish and you have control over what you think and i'm basing that on the idea that we aren't meat from the top down we're not from you know from the crown of our head to the sole of our shoe we're not just meat we we are far more than that we we are as c.s lewis said we're not a body with a soul we're a soul with a body mm. and in other words it's in our soul that there's no chemical reaction that it's in our soul where our our thinking and our thoughts play out and you can guard what you think you can now uh, for those that are sympathetic to what the bible has to say about this i remind you of philippians chapter 4 where it actually says think on these things now if that's not possible that's a very cruel command it actually tells us to think on certain things now that means you can choose to think on certain things therefore you can choose not to think on certain things so you need to understand that those those highly toxic negative thoughts that come into your head and this is not meant to be a you know a pop psychology lesson not at all but there are some thoughts like your life's just not worth living anymore you'd be better off gone all of these what i would consider to be highly toxic thoughts they're they're not beneficial you have control over them you can say as simple as this I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to think on that. I'm not going to let that thought burn a brand into my mind. I'm not going to go there. I'm going to think on and have a look at Philippians 4 and it gives you a whole list whatsoever is excellent, Mm -hmm. virtuous. I'm going to figure this out. And for those people that, that, that have come to know God through Jesus Christ, there's this beautiful opportunity that you have to be able to cry out to God and ask God to still your mind ask God to 
fill your mind and we distinguish the mind from the brain i sometimes cameron i have people come up and say can i can i just pick your brains for a minute i think <laughs> not unless you're a qualified neurosurgeon and then you want to have a really good reason to do it but if you want a piece of my mind and that distinguishes the body from the yes. soul if you want a piece of my mind hey anytime Anyway. Tribe's not very popular either. <laughs> okay, so that's the first thing. You, you, you need to understand, you control your thoughts. You control your thoughts. And I know there's a whole bunch of people out there that have never really begun to yes. learn how to handle pressure. And that thought, they are right now probably reaching for their radios and, and turning off and going, oh, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> well, this guy might know what he's talking about. So hang in there just a little bit longer. Yeah. second thing is you have some control over your actions. Yeah. In fact, I'm going to say this. Whatever you dwell on determines how you act. Mm. Whatever you think determines what you do. And if you if you want to change your actions, change your thinking. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you're a salesman out there and times are tough and you're not selling much, you need to change the way you think. If you're a parent and, and your children are going wild... You need to change the way you think. You need to get down to Kurong and get yourself a book on parenting and begin to put positive thoughts into your mind because your actions will follow from your thoughts, what you think. Mm. If you want to change what you're doing, change the way you're thinking. But I hear some people say, I couldn't help it. I just couldn't help it. It was like, I just couldn't help it. And that is garbage. Sorry, had to be there. <laughs> it is. You, you have control. You have control over what you do. This is really important because when we're under pressure, we feel like, you know, taking something and throwing it across the room. I mean, I can't tell you how many times the, the temptation to throw my laptop across the room has, has entered my head when some piece of software is not doing what it's supposed to do. And I've had to very quickly stand guard at the, the doorway of my mm-hmm. mind and go, no, 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 don't yeah. go there. Don't think like that. That's not how we're going to think. And therefore, my actions have been directly affected by it. In other words, I haven't thrown my laptop across the room. I haven't th- put my fist through a plaster wall. I haven't slammed a door. All those petty, immature things that people who relinquish control over their lives will do when under pressure. So when a husband and a wife or a couple are under intense pressure in their relationship and one of them storms out, slams the door, gets in the car, spins the wheels out of the driveway, drives down the street at a gazillion kilometres an hour and says, well, I couldn't help it, you made me do it. That is a lie. That is rubbish. You control your actions. And here's the, the third really important thing to understand when you're under pressure. What you think determines what you do. What you do determines how you feel. And if people want to feel calm, if people want to feel like they have some control, they need to act like it. They need to act like it. Feelings follow actions. And again, Cameron, we were talking about it off air, that we live in a generation, in a society that feels before it thinks. Yeah. It thinks that feelings are the determining factor in how decisions should be made. We live in a world where love has been confused for happy feelings. I've got to tell you, love is not happy feelings. Happy feelings may result from love, Mm. 
But to confuse happy feelings as if they were love is an insult to the parents who have to be beside the ink, you know, the humidity crib, as we had to with our youngest, for days and nights on end. And I've got to tell you, while you're watching your child struggling for life, there's not a whole lot of happy thoughts happening. No. There's not a whole lot of happy feelings happening. And yet if someone said, well, you haven't got happy feelings right now, maybe it's because you don't love your daughter. Well, just stand stand back because I'm about to slap you. It's like, how dare you say that love is reduced simply to happy feelings? No, again, happy feelings may result from love, but love primarily is a commitment to another's highest good. And I've got to tell you, when Jesus was dying on the cross, Cameron, I can't for the life of me think there was anything happy about that. No. No. And yet it was the ultimate display of a commitment for others. Well, he, he said it all when he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Absolutely. That and was an act of love. Th- this, is, this is where we, you know, we, we, you know, we're having this debate about marriage. And people say, well, if two people love each other, they should be able to get married, regardless of their gender or their age or the numbers involved. And I say that. That totally confuses, A, what love is and, of course, what marriage is. Because there's nothing in the Marriage Act, and I'm, I've been a marriage celebrant for over 20 years, and there's nothing in there that says that one of the, you know, firstly, before I can marry you, I have to check that you love each other. It's not there because love is demonstrated, not necessarily felt. Of course, the feelings follow actions. And I want to stress this because some people say, well, you can't help how you feel. And again, Cameron, that's just not true. You're the only one who can help how you feel. So you can determine what you think when you're under pressure, even though you think you can't. You can. Secondly, you control your actions when you're under pressure, even though you think you can't. You can. And thirdly, you control how you feel when you're under pressure, even though you don't think you do. So handling pressure little recap simplify your problems don't try and solve all 47 or whatever it might be look at the first one let's solve that one the big one don't confuse the urgent for the important always make sure you're dealing with the important and that involves good preparation in fact people who learn to handle pressure are people who are well prepared if you understand that pressure will come why don't you prepare for it understand that you control what you think You control what you do, and because of that, you control how you feel. And Cameron, if people can learn these simple things, they will handle pressure far better than they've been handling it. Cameron, I want to thank our listeners for their support of IFM. And just before I go, we are coming up very fast now to the end of the financial year. Yep, It's the close of our financial year as well. We're a little bit behind, and if people can help us to make up some ground between now and June 30, that would be greatly appreciated. And the really good news is if they do, there's a tax deduction for them as well. Mm. So any gift, Mm. any financial donation to YFM is tax deductible, and we could really use with gifts of $100,000, $1,000, or even $5 right now. It all helps, and it's tax deductible. Mm. And we think that we are, 
Unique Radio. We are giving news on the hour, inspirational tips for living, and we're also providing music to, to brighten people's day, and we think that makes us unique. So I want to thank our listeners, our supporters, for getting behind WayFM. We're a totally listener-supported radio station. Uh, I do thank our sponsors who make up a small portion of our, our budget. It's just wonderful to have you on board as well. And Cameron, I'll be back next Wednesday where, again, we'll, we'll take on some words of wisdom for life, and we'll be back to share that next Wednesday. Excellent. Thank you, sir. Dr. Andrew Corbett joining us uh, this morning. As he said, we'll be back next week. But don't forget uh, Dr. Andrew Corbett in with uh, Finding Truth Matters tonight, tomorrow night from 8.30. You're on Launceston's YFM. It's 9.33. Here's a Bruno Mars song now.